Welcome to There is a Method to the Madness. My name is Rob Maxwell. I'm an exercise physiologist and personal trainer. I'm the owner of Maxwell's Fitness Programs and I've been in business since 1994. Purpose of the Method to the Madness is to use science to talk about the health and fitness things that are going on and to separate what's real and what's simply not real. First, let me thank our sponsors, Jonathan and Lynn Gilden of the Gilden Group at Realty Pros. They currently have over 270 five-star reviews on Zillow, and I'm sure it has creeped up a little bit actually in the last couple months. If you're looking to sell your home or buy a new home or business, they're into commercial real estate as well. Check them out. I'll put all of their information in the show notes. All right. So what do I mean by women are better than men? Once again, kind of getting into some silly eye grabbing, attention grabbing titles. And the reason is to get more people to tune in. Just having a little fun with it. I think everybody knows that we're going to get into serious health and fitness topics. But, you know, in this one, there sparks to be a little bit of truth to it. And let me explain why. All right. So what I'm going to talk about today is actually what we in the strength and conditioning and exercise physiology world call the posterior chain. I suppose that uh, it's a common term in a common terms in physical therapy as well, because it's a very important thing and concept to understand. So what we mean by the posterior chain is that the chain, the kinetic chain, and the kinetic chain means basically that when your feet are attached to the ground, that creates what is called a closed kinetic chain. When the feet is not attached to the ground, for example, if you're sitting in a chair swinging your legs, if you're on a leg extension strength machine, a leg curl strength machine, where your heels, your soles of your feet are not attached to the ground, that's what we call an open chain. So when we say open and closed chain, that means kinetic, which is movement chain, and closed means heels down, open means heels off the ground. All right, so it's a kinetic chain. So when we say posterior chain, and we say that a lot more commonly than anterior chain, because the posterior chain in most people is grossly neglected. All right, and the posterior chain, essentially, when we're talking the muscle groups of the body, we're talking the hamstrings, the glutes, and the lower back. Now, we're also talking to some extent the upper lats, the back, and the posterior deltoids, but that is definitely part of the closed chain or posterior chain, posterior chain. But when we're talking movement kinetic chain, I'm really referring more to the lower body movement. All right. So in a nutshell, the hamstrings, the glutes, the the glute maximus to be specific because with the glutes there's actually three there's the glute maximus there's glute medius and then there's glute minimus so there's three butt muscles but mostly i'm referring to the glute maximus 
from the posterior chain. And that's the heart of the butt muscle. That is the big glute, very important muscle in mobility and protecting your body and keeping it strong. Very, very, very important. So they get neglected very often. And the reason why I say that there's some truth to this statement, women are better men obviously the silly statement and there's obvious generalities in all of this but the reason why i can actually say it with a straight face in this regard is because women do tend to be a lot better about not neglecting their posterior chain now to be fair it's not really because of the importance of movement most of the time it's usually, not always, again, a lot of generalities here, but keeping it real, right? Usually because of vanity, because that's an area that, you know, is a very important point in the mind of many people, women and men, to have nice buttocks, so to say, where guys are usually more concerned with having a nice chest or nice arms, maybe nice calves, who knows, but it's definitely a little bit different in the vanity circles. So because of that, the vanity gets used to the benefit of the majority of females that work out a lot because they do not neglect the butt. They do not neglect the hamstrings because they're not neglecting the butt. And then typically they're not neglecting the lower back because a lot of exercises that work this chain, as you can imagine, all work in unison. So they typically aren't neglecting that either. All right. But they're especially not neglecting the glutes and the hamstrings. So in a sense, they are a little better, but I'll drop the, the silliness there. And let's talk about why it's so important. All right. So what do most guys do? And again, I'm not bringing this back up to do the sexist argument again. It's really just to show like what can go wrong. So it's very, very typical that when men go to the gym, the traditional exercises that they're going to work are going to be anterior dominated. So, you know, there's that old joke all the time must be chest and bicep day at the gym because every guy in town's here. So, you know, it's that old joke, but there's a lot of truth to it. You know, we can look down and see in front of us what's there. So the chest is very commonly worked, overworked in guys. The biceps very worked, overworked a lot of cases in guys. The abdominals, because they can be seen. And we all know that abs are made in the kitchen, but I shouldn't say we all know because a lot of gym goers don't know that. And they're continuing to do sit up and crunch and sit up and crunch, anticipating that they're Abdominals get smaller and their six-pack shows, but the reality is that only happens through food, diet, but they hit it anyway thinking that they can. And also, they tend to like nice bigger quads because you can see them. So that's a very anterior dominant way of thinking, anterior chain dominant way of thinking. So this goes beyond just aesthetics. You know, this goes beyond that because you think, well, you know, what's wrong with that? People want to look good. Nothing. There is nothing wrong with that. I think that's an absolute great 
goal. There's nothing wrong with wanting to look better. Again, vanity gets people in the gym. It gets me in the gym, gets a lot of people in the gym. There's just other things besides that. So what happens is, is we develop what are called muscle imbalances. All right. Because every muscle group has what's called a forced couple. That means that one can't contract without the other one relaxing to let it contract. All right. So in the case of the legs, the quads very much get overworked by guys for two reasons. Number one, they want them. So they work their quads hard. Good, good looking quads look good, no doubt. But two, because they a lot of times have left their posterior chain pretty dormant, like their glutes just are not that strong and the hamstrings and lower back aren't that strong. They can't go very low on a squat. And I'm not saying go real low because we really shouldn't be going past 90 degrees. And I don't care what anybody's telling you on that. That's just not true. Really 70 to 90 degrees is ideal, but a lot of guys can't even get to 70 degrees because they have such basically um, bad, I was looking for the right word, but just bad weakness of the posterior chain. They can't do it. They have so much weakness in the glutes that they can't get lower. And what ends up happening is the quads get even more work because basically from halfway down to up to the top, that's almost all quad. So the quads are getting hammered on squats for many guys. So not only are they kind of ignoring them, ignoring the glutes and hammies on purpose, but they're also not getting a lot of work when they're squatting because they're not strong enough to be able to do that. And, you know, don't tell them that that's going to rattle the ego a little bit, but Hey, I, I'm one of them. I mean, really have struggled with that. And for years I've been working on that posterior chain to try to catch everything up. So when that happens, we get a lot of movement issues. We're not really as strong as we could be and really should be. We really should be overall stronger with this. So because of the quad dominance, what ends up happening is, is we're brought into more lordosis. So we kind of tilt forward a little bit at the spine. And if we do that and we run that way, we cycle that way, we do many things that way. What ends up happening is we get even tighter. We get tighter in the hip flexors, tighter in the quads because they're never relaxing. And then we don't have strong opposing muscle groups. So every muscle group has a forced couple. So when one is doing more of the work, we're actually shortening that muscle and we need to strengthen the opposite muscle. But what ends up happening is a lot of times we don't. And so we get muscle imbalances and that could lead to knee issues. That could lead to back issues. In my case, whenever uh, that's happening and I'm not addressing it, I get more knee pain. So when we become too quad dominant, we get more knee pain. We can't really squat without pushing our knees back behind our toes more, which cause more problems. So all of this can be addressed by training the posterior chain. So when you talk about like real strength and conditioning experts, which I'm sorry, but as I've been alluding to over the past week or so, they're few and far in between that really have the degrees, whether it be in exercise science or physical therapy, 
and the certifications NSCA or ACSM that, you know, when we have that, when, when you have those and you are a true strength and conditioning expert, what you're going to see is more and more of these experts are getting their athletes at these whatever leagues, NFL, MLB, college, whatever, but the big time because they have the real coaches for the most part. There are some that still have issues with that. And then you can see it on your favorite team. If there's a lot of injuries, it shows that maybe they don't have the best strength and conditioning conditioning personnel, but oftentimes they do and they have to have people with degrees. And so they're addressing these issues. So anyway, what you're going to see is like the real trainers, the real strength and conditioning coaches when the athletes come in and they say now see what our squat is coach you know it's bench press let's do all this there's nothing wrong with that unless you have imbalances but for the most part they say guys you're going to have to check your egos at the door and we're going to do exercises that you're not used to because we don't care how strong you look we want you to actually be strong and so by being strong we got to work the backside not the front side, all right? If you've ever been to a zoo and you've sat there and looked at the huge gorillas, right? You're going to notice the biggest glutes you've ever seen in your life, right? They turn around and you're like, holy moly, right? And their brute strength is off the chart, mostly because of that, all right? That's real strong. Of course, they look strong because we can see that. But thankfully, most humans aren't walking around like that where we uh, are going to be able to know. And I'll tell a funny story about that in a second. But anyway, so they're going to focus on really being strong, not looking strong. You know, we call it or I should say in the strength and conditioning world, they say, "Okay, you got really great mirror muscles, pal, like great washboard abs. Yes, your pecs look great. Quads look nice and everything. But can you deadlift? Can you push a guy off of you? Do you have real strength? And they could, like if they have that kind of anterior development, chances are they have the genetics or whatever to work up the posterior, but they're just not doing it. All right. So we want you to understand the importance of that. That real human movement comes from having nice balance in your muscles that all forced couples are balanced out. If you notice that you're more quad dominant, and I can think of a few clients, we already work on it. Myself, I'm that way. Um, Ellen is that way. So if you notice it though, and you're not working out with us or whatever, and you're working out on your own, it's a pretty simple fix. You just have to back off more of the anterior movements that you're doing and focus on the posterior. So less leg extensions, more leg curls, less squats, more straight-legged deadlifts. Glute bridges are great exercise to work this area. So basically, it's just working that backside. And if you don't want to completely neglect the other, and it really just depends on the amount that you have, and you may not have any at all. And ladies, like I said, a lot of you don't. A lot of you have stayed very well balanced. It's mostly men that have the issues. And it's not only because they choose it. I mean, sometimes, like in my case, I really work my posterior a lot, but I just have naturally very big quads. 
So I have to really make sure that I'm limiting them and working the other side. And we never perfect things, but we make them better. All right. So if you're wanting to maintain some semblance of anterior movement, just go two to one ratio, just for every two exercises you do, or for every one exercise you do for already developed area, do two for the other, you know, and that should balance things out for you a little bit. So if you want to keep some quad development, but you know, you need to work the posterior, do one set or one exercise, say a quad extensions, and then make sure you're doing your deadlifts and your leg curls. So, you know, they're not as fun. They're not as glamorous. I mean, nobody, I mean, deadlifts is an exercise that people talk about a lot, but the others, you know, nobody says, oh, hey, how much do you glute bridge? I mean, you're not going to have a lot of that. So I get why it's not like super like fun for the ego, but you know, the ego isn't healthy. It's really about making yourself better. All right. So one funny story in that we went to a baseball game yesterday to see the Rays play the Yankees in St. Petersburg. And there was a girl there. I don't know how old she was, but maybe 18, 19 tops 20. And it's the first like fake, butt I've seen in person and there's just no way that like this thing was real. I mean, it was like, you know, super narrow waist and then this Kardashian style, but it looks so obviously fake, you know, um, she's doing all these pictures and, you know, she just thought she was the queen bee of the stadium, you know, so it was kind of sad because the little kid with them, um, was sitting there with his little ball cap on, just trying to watch baseball. He was probably five, six, seven years old. And they kept walking down, her and her boyfriend, and uh, they're taking pictures. And, uh, you know, she obviously was enhanced in her anterior portion of her body as well. And uh, she had on a very low-cut uh, shirt to show that. And it was uh, pulled up high to see the super tight tummy with the six-pack as well. And I guess the whole reason to go to the game was to take pictures, I guess. But it was the most obvious fake butt I've ever seen. And I know people are talking about it. And I'm thinking, no way are people really doing this. But I guess they are. And uh, you'd have to, I'd be shocked if that was real. I mean, it was just so goofy looking. So look, the point is on that, that if people are really doing that, you know, then obviously there's a reason why people think that looks good. I mean, that's very extreme and does not look good, but it is so important to work the butt, ladies and gentlemen. All right. It's so critical. And believe it or not, it is so neglected, especially by guys. Again, I'll just reiterate for two reasons. One, it's purposely neglected. And two, it's just very hard for guys with tight hip flexors and quads to squat low enough to work the glutes. So you have to kind of go really out of your way to make sure we work those muscles, but it's important to, and I can't emphasize enough where that is the real strength in the body. That's where that comes from. And it's kind of ironic that you have to go out of your way to find it, right? Because, you know, you go to the gym a lot of times, if you don't know better, you know, you're doing push-ups, you're bench press, you're squatting, all those good exercises. Please don't get me wrong. But to really know that you have to go out of your way to do these exercises. And there's no doubt that deadlifts can easily be done wrong. It's a very 
hard exercise to master, but they absolutely can be done right. And it's absolutely worth it to try. All right. Speaking of getting things right, let's make sure you get your garage door done right. I mean, I had no choice in the matter when I bought my house. The garage door that was on there was on there. And I have been talking to our great sponsor overhead door about, you know what? Let's at least replace the motor because this thing wakes up the entire neighborhood when I open my garage door and uh, it's clearly not an overhead door. So Jeff and Zach Hawk are the owners of the Daytona Beach overhead door. I've known Jeff for over 30 years, known Zach for five. They're phenomenal owners and they truly are the best garage door. There's no doubt about it. And just like our good friends, the Gildans at the Gildan Group, I'll put their information in the show notes. Check them out if you haven't already. All right. See ya.